Welcome to Adventures in Marketing. I'm Caleb Wines. And I'm Chris Kent. We're two industry veterans who will be having conversations all around marketing and media, what we've seen in our careers, what we see happening currently, and how we think it's going to affect the future of the industry. The term ghosting came into existence around the same time as social media and other digital outlets in the early 2000s. It often has been defined as the act of ending communication without warning, usually in relationships. Ghosting in business isn't new either, but since the pandemic, it's been on the rise. Should this trend continue, it could set a bad precedent that might cause lasting damage for businesses down the road. The bigger question is, why is ghosting acceptable? In today's episode, Chris and I discuss the scary topic of ghosting in business and some of the reasons that it's happening. So what is ghosting? This is not, I applied for a job and never heard back, which happens a thousand times on LinkedIn. This is when you've had several conversations with actual people, and then the conversation abruptly ends. You get ghosted. There's a few examples I'd like to share, one of which is a small boutique creative agency that was engaged in a new business pitch, and they were having several conversations that everyone better than the last. Then they ended up presenting some creative work as part of the new business pitch. And the feedback from the client was, this is great. Let us huddle offline and get you some consolidated feedback. And we'll set up a meeting next week to discuss. A week goes by, no meeting was set up. The principals of the shop reached out several times to no avail. They never heard back. They were ghosted. Another example is somebody who actually was in the interview process. They had several rounds of interviews. Again, each one presumably better than the last. And the feedback on the last interview was, let's get back to you with some additional feedback and set up the next round of interviews. Week goes by, no response. Person was ghosted. And my friend who had interviewed for this position, he was an account guy with a major ad agency, he reached out to every single person that he had interviewed with, including the hiring manager and the HR department and all the other people that he had interviewed with along the way to no avail. So my question to you, Chris, is why is ghosting acceptable? First of all, it shouldn't be acceptable. Like, let's just start with the, you know, the start of the whole thing, which is the premise that people should be respected and that you should treat people with the respect that they deserve and that everybody should get an answer. Even if the answer is sorry, for whatever reason, we're moving on. I think it comes down to fear of being sued. I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying it. I think a people don't like to give bad news. I think it's really difficult for people to tell people what's wrong. B is I don't think um, HR departments really want to give you specific feedback because then it's afraid of crossing a line somehow that then gets them in even more hot water with the applicant and with the way we're such a litigious society. I think that's where it comes from. People are just better off saying nothing than saying something. Yeah, I think that's definitely the the crux of it. 
I I have a I have a couple of theories. I think one is if you think about the the Miranda rights, you know, you have the right to remain silent, but I think the the second part of it is anything you say or write will be held against you forever. And I'm paraphrasing those rights. In fact, I just saw a story from the actress Emily Blunt. She was apologizing for comments she made during an interview 11 years ago where she made some derogatory comments about a Chili's server where she had dinner. And the fact that it had resurfaced, God knows why, after 11 years, and the fact that she had to then apologize for it as if this was some kerfuffle. Now, I don't know all the details and I'm sure what she said, she was mortified about, you know, again, 11 years ago. And it was, from what I understand, it was kind of an off-the-cuff, innocuous comment. She wasn't trying to make fun of anybody. But that's kind of the takeaway. But I do think, like what, like what you said, is that there is something to the effect of, because of the technology, because of what's been happening in our society with legal ramifications of comments that are being said and either misconstrued or not. They're actual negative comments, but it's better to say nothing. And I think that goes to the other half of it. I think it's one, it's the the legal and society issues, but I think the other half of it is there are just no ramifications for the people who do the ghosting. They suffer no negative effects as a result of those actions. Yeah. And in fact, if you're at a Fortune 100 company, whoever the applicant is, let's say person A, and they get ghosted, they see another job three months later that they fit for, they're probably still going to apply because it's a Fortune 100 company. You know, I, again, I'm just using names as examples. These people have not, to my knowledge, anyways, ghosted. They have not ghosted me. You know, it's a Coca-Cola, it's a Nike, it's an Amazon, right? You see a big company like that, that, you know, has longevity, you know, has deep roots that the company's going to be around for a long time that you probably have growth within the company. If you get in and do good, you're going to apply a second, a third, or probably even a fourth time for the right job, even if you get ghosted. So your point, there is no ramifications. The only thing for me is I always say is what happened to the human and human resources? When did we lose our humanity? That's what I just find the the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's, there's no ramifications for the people doing the ghosting, but simultaneously there's no recourse for the people who get ghosted. It's basically you end up with a person who's at the other end, just with their arms up in the air and they have, they can't do anything. They can't go challenge that person when they get no response. There's nothing they can do. They can't, you know, go outside and pick it in front of the, the corporate office and say, how come you never got back to me? It's just, it's as simple as that. And, you know, I think we have to be honest here. Ghosting isn't new. I mean, you ask any sales rep in the last three or four decades, they get ghosted all the time. They get invited to submit an RFP. They fill it out, they submit it, and maybe they have some conversations, some negotiations, and then all of a sudden they get ghosted. And this happens a lot. Not all the time. A lot of agencies do make a point on calling the the reps back and say, hey, you didn't make the plan. Here's why. But a lot of them don't. And I think it's for a lot of the same reasons. They don't want to get into this kind of death spiral of having to justify why somebody didn't make the plan. I mean, that is the one commonality with all of the ghosting things. They're all providing you know, bad news. 
you didn't get the job. We didn't hire you for this assignment. You're not making the plan. Every single situation that involves ghosting involves bad news. But I think that's the key. I think there's two things here. And I'm going to be, let me use age a little bit here. One is nobody likes to give bad news, even, even though it's bad and you have, or you should have foundational information as to why the choice was either made or not made in, you know, the applicant's favor. The other thing is, as I also think is that the people who are in the roles probably don't have enough training on how to have the conversations. And let's be honest, I'm sure there are times when people try to have the conversations like as an HR person with an applicant, I'm sure they've been yelled at by applicants too. I'm sure applicants have lost their mind on HR departments when they think, you know, they weren't treated fairly, which doesn't help anything. I just think that, again, the humanity is kind of getting lost through the process. And to your point, people don't like to give bad news. But I also think there's bad news and there's constructive news. Hey, you didn't get the job, but here's why. We really wanted to focus this, you know, resume on X. And unfortunately, through our conversation, we only saw why. Yeah, or they just liked a candidate better. You know, there was multiple candidates and they had to choose one. That's fine. I'd rather have that news than not get any news at all. I agree. 100%. I'd rather get an email, a phone call, a text. I don't care, whatever that depends on how far I'm in the conversation that says we've decided to go in a different direction. Thank you so much. It is what it is. At least you're treating me like a human. Now, I do have this feeling that people do huddle as a group and say, we're not going to get back to this person. It's not just one individual who says, oh, I'm just not going to get back to this person. I think they discuss, it's like, hey, we're going to move away from this person. You know, I think they have some sort of internal party line that says we're going to just end communication. Do you think that's a, okay, so let's break that down a minute. Do you think that's within the HR department itself? Or do you think that actually everybody in the company knows that, because I'll be honest, it depends. Let's just say I get hired at a company and I'm looking to fill a role and I get three applicants and I decide, hey, I want to talk to these two, not the third. I'm expecting that the company is going to treat the person with humanity and go back and say, hey, unfortunately, you didn't make the cut this time. Please, if you see another, you know, if you see something else, please feel, you know, free, feel free to apply. But I'm assuming that they're getting some sort of response for the company. And maybe I'm wrong to assume that to your point. Maybe there is a company line that's been discussed at either an executive level or an HR level. And my expectation is wrong. Right. I just don't understand how it happens, especially at a client level when you're engaged in a new business. When I was at Media Hub, I used that example of my friend who has the boutique creative agency. But we were pitching new business and several times we got ghosted. We did eventually get a response sometimes months later, but it, it was the same kind of scenario where we'd have several rounds of discussions and then radio silence. In fact, I asked the global director of business development. He led the new business for all of media hub. It's like, why does this happen? Cause I was only focused on the LA pitches, but I asked him, does this happen elsewhere? He goes all the time. And so I think I can't figure out if it's one individual or one or two individuals, or there's, or there's some sort of discussion internally that says, we're just not going to provide negative feedback because of the potential ramifications. And that's their party line. I don't think it's written down anywhere. I think if they do discuss it, it's, it's one of those things where 
they've made a conscious decision. It could be, like I said, it could be just an evolution of how society is and ghosting is now the norm. I did read somewhere because, I mean, a lot of people from, if you think about, I hate using the, the millennial phrase, but a lot of relationships end with ghosting. And I think it could just be a, a normal way of communication for a specific generational group. And so it's now just permeated into the business world, even though like you and I, from a Gen X standpoint, you know, grew up in a, in a work society where there was always constant formal feedback. And I think that now things have changed and it's not that way anymore. And, you know, I asked the question, why is ghosting acceptable? And it could be just because of the evolution of how people communicate. So if that, so if that's acceptable, then look, we all know on any given day, a company can fire you and you can walk out the door, right? At least you're in California, right? Like it's an at will state. It's your will, whether or not you want to be employed and it's at their will, whether they want to employ you. But if I'm starting out already knowing that my company ghosts people, which means they don't really respect them. They're just a commodity. You're just another warm body coming through the door. How am I starting my job then? Where's my loyalty meter on day one? You know, most of the time you start a new job, you're at a hundred, you're excited. You want, you know, you want to be part of the company. You're excited to be there. You're excited to meet new people. But when you know, people are already being treated like that, then you have to always kind of wonder like, what's to stop them from treating me like that down the road? It's, it's a pessimistic viewpoint, but it's also kind of the world right now. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a little bit of revenge ghosting that people have. It's like, oh, I got ghosted before. And so now I'm going to do it to somebody else. Maybe. I mean, and I've also heard of the opposite. Like you're saying companies hire. And again, I'm going to be a little bit, I'm going to put some age in here just because I've heard it more from younger people versus, you know, older people in the workforce who do get offered jobs and they accept and they just never show. I've heard that that's been happening, that you that companies also get ghosted when it comes to hiring people, let's just say in the 20 year range, you know, in their twenties and they just don't show now, whether they accepted two jobs or a second job came up that was better pay and they didn't know how to get out of the first one. And the way they got out of it was just don't show. I mean, that's horrible too. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it's totally true. I talked to a couple of recruiters who gave me a couple of examples of how they got ghosted from potential people that they were going to represent. And like they would engage with a potential employer and say, hey, I have somebody that that fits who you're looking for. Then they go back to this person and said, hey, I'd like to put your resume in front of them. And then they never hear back. And it's it's mind boggling. They could easily just say, you know what? That's not the right opportunity for me. I'm I, I don't want to move forward. Why isn't there an opportunity for just simple feedback like that? Why does it have to end up in the ghosting camp? So if we go pre-pandemic, interest rates were better. Money was essentially free. You could get a lot of it. A lot of startups happening. A lot of companies growing. You, they couldn't find people fast enough to take positions, right? It was really a just throw a net out. You'd get good people in the door and people were getting jobs left, right, and center. And so is it maybe that people who grew up, quote unquote, during that time in the corporate environment were so used to giving good news that when things turned south, they just don't know what to do. And so it's just easier to do nothing because we're now in that bounce back period that we, versus where we were. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I've kind of said the same things a couple of different ways, but it really does boggle my mind that people cannot just have an honest conversation. And like you said, if it's a relationship, have a common courtesy to the person that at one point you cared enough about to get into a relationship with to actually have a conversation about why you no longer want to be in a relationship with them. Yeah. Or if you've gone through several rounds of discussion and then you're planning on ending it after that, why not just tell the person that there won't be any further discussion? I mean, that is, that is an always a possible outcome whenever you're going on some interview or a new business pitch, like not, not everybody's going to win, you know, you're going to call down some of those candidates or some of those agencies it's okay to let them know that you're, they're not making it to the second round. I did, you know, when, again, going back to the new business thing, I almost wonder if they were not telling us that we didn't advance because they wanted to keep us warm while they were talking to the other companies. So there could have been a strategy of not giving us any feedback whatsoever as they're hedging their bets, working with the other uh, remaining agencies. I don't know. I mean, again, it's super frustrating. It's funny you should say that because I literally was when you started talking that actually went back into my mind that I think there are situations when you've gone through a number of rounds and you're down to two or three people and they're like, you know what, candidate A is our number one choice. Let's push them a little bit ahead of the others and let's see what happens. And most of the time, what I always say is if a company's not talking with you, they're talking about you. And usually when a company's talking about you, it's never good. So right. it's you know, always bad. News. It's always bad news. You want them talking with you. That way, you know what's going on. And so I do think there's times when, you know, you've been through a few rounds, then all of a sudden they say, hey, we need to delay a couple of days. And they kind of tell you for whatever reason. My back of my mind's always, oh, if they're not talking with me, I wonder if they're moving somebody forward to help push them ahead. To your point, keep me warm because I'm still excited about the job. And let's see what happens with the first person, because if for whatever reason, that person's only using the interview as a leverage tool to the job they currently have and falls out, then they have used that number two person who they're still probably very happy to have, but you're just not number one. They could just push you right back up into that position. And technically you're none the wiser. Right. And again, I have to go back to the earlier statement. If you're a sales rep, this is part of your job. You get ghosted all the time. And I'm not talking about when when a sales rep re tries to reach out with somebody and just never gets a, a call back, I'm talking about they're in negotiations, they're in discussions, they're having multiple rounds, and then the communication stops. That's that's ghosting, and I think that happens all the time, and it has happened all the time in our industry for decades. And I and I don't now I think it's just become commonplace outside of that 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 workflow of the, the the buyer and seller from a from a sales standpoint and now it's just uh it's everywhere it's for hiring of jobs it's for hiring agencies for in a in a new business environment it's rampant do you think and i'm really going on a limb here so i'm just kind of throwing out a weird connection do you think the whole work from home has in some ways relaxed that as opposed to being more corporate, more buttoned down, more, you know, in the workforce versus, oh, everyone's not working from home. It's a little bit more relaxed. 
for whatever reason made ghosting more acceptable? Yeah, I think the remote nature, the technology has advanced to the point where you don't have that personal connection. If you used to go on physical interviews or you went to an office and made a physical new business pitch, it was a lot different than doing it over a Zoom call and if or discussing stuff via email. It's so easy just not to hit that reply button. And I think it and so I think with that in mind, you end up with a situation where it's just it gives the the people who are doing the ghosting, it gives them power and opportunity to just simply not respond. They just don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's interesting. I know this isn't quite ghosting. It's kind of going off the topic. But, you know, I've been going on some interviews lately and it's weird because they're all been through Zoom, right? You don't go into an office. And then I get stuck in the quagmire of, well, if I was going into the office for an interview, I probably would have put on a suit and tie. So if I'm doing a Zoom call, do I still, do I not wear the tie? Do I still, you know, just a sport coat? Do I wear just a button down? Um, it's a really interesting. And I think because of, you know, my age and my decades of being in the business and how things were and turning into, I still basically dress up for the interview. I still treat it with the respect that I think it deserves. Um, especially for the levels that I go for, but it is a, it is a different take on the whole thing nowadays. Yeah. Isn't it just suit on top and sweatpants on the bottom? Okay. Let's not give away secrets. It is what it is. <laughs> as far as they know, it's a suit on top. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, th- th- I think everybody talks about millennials or Gen Z or Gen X or whatever. Right now we're all generation sweatpants. And I think that that is what is helping fuel this idea that it's okay to to ghost people even though like you said at the beginning it's not okay it is way better to give somebody bad news and let them know where they stand versus just giving them the silent treatment no a hundred percent and before we get off this topic because i know we're going further astray probably the biggest thing by being a work workforce from home you know, this, this whole, um, work from home type thing that's going on. I really do miss the actual getting up, getting dressed properly because nowadays it's, everybody's okay in a hoodie. People are okay in a t-shirt. People are okay. You know, being quote unquote, only partially formal. I still miss the days of actually being more, more formalized, going to an office, taking time to actually, you know, care about what I look like and looking professional. Well, you know, one of the topics that I wanted to talk to you about, and we'll save this for a, a different episode, is productivity. And and there's a lot of articles out there right now and has been for the last couple of years on whether or not people are more productive working from home or in the office. And I think it's a different kind of productivity. And I think that is something that we can actually spend a lot of time on because it is tangential to this whole ghosting and human connection experience of going through an interview process or a new business process where you're engaged with in a physical space together versus just doing it over zoom. I agree. And I think that's a great actually uh, point for us to segue and set up our next, our next conversation. All right. Uh, any last thoughts? Only last thoughts are let's treat people with dignity and respect and, you know, tell people where they stand. I just I still say communication is key to everything. Yeah, I think we, we need to get back to that. 
All right, Chris, we'll uh, definitely get another one on the book soon. Sounds fantastic. Thanks again. <laughs>